0: Everybody, Todd Coconut, Ohio Little Light Radio, welcome to this segment of the show. We're so excited that you've joined. I have an amazing guest on the line right now. His name is Aubrey Huff, and he has been in uh, baseball for many years, actually retired now, but just an amazing... Uh, record and I want to talk about that today he was on Tampa Bay, Houston, Baltimore, Detroit and then he ended up in San Francisco with an amazing testimony for the Lord and so Aubrey Huff welcome to the show hey, thanks for having me on, oh man it's great to have you buddy and uh, I know you have a tight schedule today so I want to get right down to it but uh, you know you're a two-time World Series winner uh, you have a beautiful home and wife and, and kids uh, but I know that God has done some miraculous things in your life, and you've got a new book coming out, and so uh, where should we start today? Why don't we start about what God has done in your life uh, over the course of your career? Well, you know
1: what, I, I, as a young man growing up, at was six years old. Uh, my father was stressed with murdering, happily tested, and Oof. I grew up without a father, and um, shortly thereafter, my mom um, started paying us to church a little bit, but uh, it wasn't something I really enjoyed doing, you know, you you go and do an hour sermon and as a six-year-old kid you kind of bored and she would drive us to go to um, Pizza Hut and we'd play Pac-Man and get a pizza us so we'd go and you <laughs> know we did that quite regularly uh, every Sunday and you know as I got older and older and older um, we stopped for whatever reason going as much and once I hit high school it stopped going out together and you know I turned out to be pretty good at baseball took a scholarship to the University of Miami and, and honestly uh, there's you College at the University of Miami and yeah hardest thing away from me, you know, he wasn't even a blip on the radar, sure. I'd Party partying, drinking every night, doing what the college kids doing. Yes. and, um, you know, it was a good time, but it was, uh, you know, because I was living for myself, mm. and uh, I get drafted by the Rays, um, spent about nine years with that last teams, the Rays, and Orioles, and, and I never left the playoffs, the, the, the losing was starting to get to me, the misery was starting to get to me, and, no matter how much I drank or party, it, it just wasn't taking away that joy, and just wasn't giving me any joy at all on the field. Mm. I started crumbling, you know, and, and I was you know, I was happily married and had a child. I had one child at the time. Yeah. And um, yeah. and then uh, you know I just got to the point where in 2009. I was introduced to a drug called Adderall, mm. and it turned me into a, just a crazy maniac. Man, I mean, yeah, I was bruising even more,
0: and addicted to it. To, you know, the whole nine yards. But anyway. Well, Aubrey, let, me, let, me, let me stop you there let me stop you there Aubrey real quick so you're, you're living the life you got the house the wife the kids you know the money but you're saying that you're, you, you felt miserable inside that you, you still felt depressed uh, you know I, I read uh, something you know about your father and you just mentioned that as well uh, you know trying to find uh, you know you said baseball became your father actually in the interview and, uh, and you know but you still felt an emptiness in your heart is that correct? oh yeah man I mean it was
1: no matter what I did, no matter how much I drank, how many drugs I took, how much money I blew, how many uh, places I went to party, and it just didn't ever feel anything, um, it, it, it took away a temporary boy, um, you know, at the time is was just something to do to keep my mind occupied, but, sure. you know, when I'm sitting there and quiet inside my house, um, lights are out, it was very miserable and lonely, and mm. um, I just didn't, there was a big hole in my heart that I just didn't, had no idea how to feel.
0: Well, and you know, so many people today, I mean, I remember when I was growing up on MTV, they had cribs, and you know, you watch athletes, and all these people, celebrities, and you think, man, if I could just achieve that in my life, that's success, like, that's what the world teaches us, and here you are in that place, and and, you know, you're looking elsewhere, and so you started taking Adderall, a lot of people are familiar with Adderall, for those that aren't, can you just give us a little back on what is Adderall?
1: Yeah, Adderall is uh, commonly used for kids with ADHD to uh, have a trouble focusing. And if you don't have ADHD, what it does to you is it, it turns on those dopamine receptors up to a high level. I mean, yeah. we all naturally have dopamine in our brains. It's a chemical that our bodies release in our brains, that happy, feel chemical. Right. And Adderall just triggers that by 10 times. You know, I, I don't even know what it's.
0: So it's from. almost like an ecstasy yeah. in, in a way. It's almost like a. An... I mean,
1: it, it, it's basically really cocaine and it's Oof. Oof. And so it just it just turns you into this wild maniac if you don't need it, and it's very easy to get addicted to. And and um, the, the scary part about it is, it's a lot like steroids or testosterone. Yeah. Once you start taking this stuff, your body naturally turns it off and never turn it back on again. And yeah. so you know if you start destroying those receptors in your brain, they don't grow back. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to get off them in time to, you know, get to be have some sense of normalcy, but there's so many kids out there today that are killing themselves because they can't find that natural happy anymore and they're just right. depressed and, mm. and I have trouble even today with finding joy in some of the things I used to love so much and, Sure, you know it something I'll probably have to live with the rest of my life but with God you know I found the Lord, and it's gonna be a, 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 just a ton of um,
0: just love and peace and, and, and contentment so yes. that's helped me out a lot. Yes and, and I mean there was a time now how did you continue to be successful in your career while you were going through all this. Were you just like a really good functioning, uh, addicted person? I mean, how did, how did you do that, man?
1: Well, I mean, I think, you know, I've been drinking every day since I was in college, and yeah. it just becomes a part of you. I think, you know, I felt, you know, I, I felt actually hungover when I didn't drink or I wasn't using. Wow. You know, it's, it just became a habit. It just became something I was so used to. My body became used to, you know, looking back at it now, it's almost amazing I didn't die of a heart attack or something on the field. So, sure, sure. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, you can you hit on the head. I was a totally functional alcoholic
0: and drug addict. Wow, wow. Now, how, so now you go in 2010 to San Francisco, and, and just so you know, I have a lot of family in San Francisco. They're very excited that you're on the show today, um, and my grandfather would have been absolutely excited, man. But, uh, you know, you're in San Francisco, and, you, uh, you know, during your time there, you got two World Series rings. You know, was it that period of time that God started moving in your life?
1: No, then it doesn't not at all. I mean, I was topped up, uh you know, one of the best years I've had in my, my career. But it's it's when it started beginning to unravel for me. I mean, I out the field I was I was a team leader and leading the team in every offensive category. win the World Series but off the field I was starting to stray into places I shouldn't go and, you know, being another man and doing some things I shouldn't be doing and and uh, you know, as a father too, doing some you know, being just a father, so I was just you know, living for myself and you know, 2010, we when the World Series. Mm-hmm. I wake up next to my wife with the I look in the eye and go, huh, now what? Yeah. I had just achieved everything I ever wanted in baseball World oh. Series ring. I led the team. I'm seventh in the week in MVP voting. Yeah. But I felt so empty the very next day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not off season that I just couldn't replace that joyful feeling. I just continued to party, going to going the to casinos and all kinds of different things, and I ended up in rehab that, that offseason. the, the wow. year after, I won the World Series, so it was
0: kind of mm. a dramatic fall. Wow! And and during that time, I mean, uh, you know, I know that this is public knowledge. It's the only reason I'm talking about. But you had, you know, some some problems in your marriage, and you know, it seemed like everything was kind of falling apart. You know, and and then what? I mean, what changed? So you go to the rehab. Is that where you had your first encounter? Yeah, man. I'm in rehab. It's crazy, you know. We're uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona, at this facility,
1: and you know, we had kids there. They got Neil Marks Miller, you know, you got thirty, you know, thirty like myself. You have people on oxygen tanks and, you know, alcoholics that have been drinking since there as You know, like yeah. all kinds of different people. And you know, we're all outside most days trying to make this putt outside it's about a sixty-five foot long putting green and nobody ever makes this putt. It's just almost impossible to make. And the counselor came in and grabbed us out for our final campus session it's kind of the day. kind sun was setting, it was a beautiful night. Yeah, everybody came in, but I i didn't want—I didn't want to go inside. I was—I was trying to figure out a way to get out of there. Yes. And in that moment, in that moment, I felt just this peace, and you know, something just inside me said, "I'll be praying to me." And I hadn't—you know—I was like, "What?" That <laughs> didn't come from my head. I didn't—you know what I mean? Sure. So i, I just—I bowed my head out there by myself and said, "You know, God, hey, I tell you what, Lord, if you're listening, if that was you, I'm going to take this of here. I'm going to put this ball in here. I'm going to make it. And that's going to know that you were there, right?" Yes. And I lined it up, put it, and I sank it, man. It just it drained. And the cool thing was, I went to go pick up that ball, Yes. and it was a Callaway 4, and if I looked at the ball, you know how it has Callaway 4? Well, the top left of that 4 was rubbed off, and it was a cross. Oh my goodness. So, that gave me complete, I mean, that was God knocking right there, and, oh, wow. and that was the first time he really came knocking at my door.
0: Wow, now since then I know that there's just been a revolutionary change in your life and uh, you have a ministry and a book and all these things that are going on, but tell me, I mean, yeah, what has God done since that day, man, in, in changing your life, your marriage, all the things that were kind of falling apart at that time? Well, I mean, I, I got out of baseball. After I left rehab, I continued on my path of You know, I, even though God showed me that uh, sign there in, 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 in rehab, I continued to go and play. So I with that 11 with the Hmm. Um, eventually, uh, eventually, at the end of the year, I was served papers for a divorce. Um, my wife had served me, took the kids. Um, I'm happy we're together now and better than ever. But yes, you know through the experience, I 2012. I'm clean and clean. for the first time. My wife trying to get off these things. I had my first ever panic attack, which makes you feel like you're having a heart attack. Sure, I had no idea what was going on, and from that moment on, I struggled through panic attacks for about three years straight, Wow. almost every day. And it got to the point where um, depression was a night, nice panic attack during the day. I got to a point where I was so low in 2014 in October where I walked in my closet with my family in the living room, I put a gun to my head, mm. and all I had to do is pull the hammer back and pull the trigger. And I was in the closet crying to God, and there's this, this peace about, the, uh, about an hour crying to him. I put the gun down, I'm just screaming, and I was kind of mad actually. Mm. You know, why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? And I was sitting there laying me on the ground for like an hour, just kind mm. of finally calming down. I just had this feeling like, really, if you want the perfect peace, yes. you have to give up control and follow me. And that's, I, I had just never really asked him into my life. I never really gave him my life until that moment. Yeah. It was in that moment, in that closet, I gave him my life and it's just changed everything. Oh, my goodness, man. Well, I, you know, I, I know that. I had a similar experience and not, not quite the same, but very similar in many aspects. And uh, i tell you, there's nothing in this world that can fill the void like accepting jesus christ the ultimate void filler in our life no matter what you know you mentioned depression uh you know there's a lot of people out here listening i want to be aware of your time we only got about one or two more minutes left but for those people that are listening uh what advice would you give them uh coming from uh major league baseball aubrey huff player you know what would you tell them man those that look up to you and you know or, or maybe having a hard time with depression dealing with certain things addiction right now well, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing for me, what I've learned more than anything is, you know, growing up as a kid, I wanted to be a Major League Baseball player.
1: I wanted to win a World Series. I wanted to make millions of dollars. I wanted a beautiful family. I wanted the toys, the cars, everything that came with that. The thing, I wanted to walk into a bar and everybody knows who I I wanted to walk to a restaurant and everybody knows who I am, right? Right, right. And I had that. I mean, experienced that. Um, and at the time, you know, as those things were happening, it was okay. It wasn't what I thought it would be. Right. And now I get out of it, you know, and I realize none of that stuff, you know, made $60 million in baseball, and I care less. I mean, I grew up in a trailer park in Texas, if you put me one back in there now, I'd be fine with that. I just don't, <laughs> you can't take it with you, right? Yes. And all the success and the things that people strive for on a daily basis to put so much stress on themselves to go out there and make a life, and you're know, neglecting your family or neglecting your health, to go out and do what? Make money, it's gotta be more than that. And for me, you know, knowing Jesus puts money at the
0: back part. It doesn't even matter. I mean, yeah, money's great. It takes away those bills, but it's not going to make you happy. That's right. That's right, man. Well, I'm so blessed to hear what God has done in your life, Aubrey. And uh, how can we follow you? How can we support what you're doing, the book that's coming out? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, you can get the book on Amazon right now. Uh, We're working on a Kindle version, but you go on Amazon. It's Baseball Junkie.
1: And um, you can follow me on Twitter at Aubrey underscore Huff or uh, at Instagram, Daddy76. Absolutely. So those are two ways you can follow
0: me. Absolutely. The book is Baseball Junkie. It's an amazing book. Uh, I've read excerpts of it. I haven't read the whole book yet. But, man, I'm just so blessed and honored to have you on the show today, Aubrey, and to see what God's doing in your life. We're going to keep praying for you, man. And uh, just thank you so much for what you're doing out there. Well, it's a pleasure to be on the show. Thanks a lot, brother. All right, my brother. You be blessed and come back anytime. okay? You got it. You too. All right. Bye-bye now.